This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 11th. Joining me are my co-hosts, Tony Sanfilippo, and live in studio is Ryan Wink. How are you guys doing this morning? I am doing Great. well. How are you guys? I'm in the studio. You're official. It's official. <laughs> yeah, official Wingstead. Did you guys have a good I, I weekend? Can't wait to see somebody like maybe like Dive Bomb from behind Ryan. Like maybe <laughs> see somebody doing a zombie walk. Hey, it's happened. It, yeah, it's there, absolutely there, happened. There's clear glass behind <laughs> me here, and uh, anything could happen back here. <laughs> it is a live show. Yeah. How was your guys' weekend? Uh, mine was pretty uneventful, uh, worked and, uh, recovering from a migraine. So super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mine was great here in Reno was with the fam, saw mom, grilled up some burgers, had a couple of brewskis. It was good. Made some fun videos. <laughs> and folks can head over to uh Ryan's Instagram page at uh Names Wink and see uh that you know he's always having fun on Instagram. So oh, not not awesome. all appropriate Worth for the, the show, laugh, but you know, go at your own risk. <laughs> Speaking of uh not appropriate, but uh you know, everybody breaks wind, passes gas, farts, whatever you want to call it. Have you guys ever done so at a inopportune time? Oh yeah. Um <laughs> I think I've done it um I think we've done I've done it live on the podcast one time. I like remember for the video, yeah. I mean that was kind of for the listeners, but um one of the worst ones I ever did was uh, I was helping an Instacart girl at work and she's cute and uh and I was boxing and just the way I turned just put too much pressure from lunch, put a little pressure and thank God there's a lot of echo where I work. You couldn't hear it, but I heard it and I couldn't stop laughing because you know, here's this cute girl right in front of me. And I'm like, Oh God. I'm like, Oh, she did not hear that. Cause it totally wafed. It's just, Hey, how'd you doing today? <laughs> I'm like, damn, I am getting old. That sh- poop just kind of flows, you know? <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You know, the one that came to mind was I started dating this girl, and I don't know what we ate that night, but we were watching a movie at her place, and it was like, I mean, we had just started dating. We were very 
very recently, um, you know, we were new to each other and I don't know what we ate, but I had to fart so much that I had to leave the, I literally had to leave the room every one minute. I was like, (laughs) I just got to be honest. I got to go fart again. And I would just walk out and it just, it was so bad. It happened literally probably every couple minutes for an hour. It was she took it like a champ, but it was pretty embarrassing. Hey, at least you were honest. You know, you, know, you could have gotten up and like, hey, I gotta go check on something. You know, <laughs> at every that point, I gotta, I, maybe I the first pee. one, I, the first one, I think I had to pee, and then once I was just like, this is, I, you know, when you just know it's gonna be a gassy night. I just, I was like, you know, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> just came clean. <laughs> well, I, I doubt it's ever gotten you in this much trouble. So, UK cops caught a suspect this week after an ill-timed fart revealed his hiding place. The bizarre arrest happened on Thursday in Harworth in England's middle, uh, sorry, East Midlands, as Nottinghamshire police went to an address on Brookside Walk with a warrant. Officers chased one man into the woods in the dark, but another suspect was caught after police heard a noise, quote, believed to be the sound of someone breaking wind from a nearby bush. One of the pursuing officers, P.C. Fenton, couldn't resist cracking a joke at the suspect's expense on Facebook, uh, post by the West Bassett Law Police. <laughs> it said, uh, wanted man almost gone with the wind. A, a Trump gave away a wanted man's hiding place after a foot chase through some woods and into the early morning hours. P.C. Fenton, uh, I was almost out of wind running, but luckily the suspect still had some. I heard him letting rip and followed the noises to a bush. Uh, the post received hundreds of likes, shares, and comments, as scores of residents also had fun with the story. Quote, police have a nose for these things, one person cracked. Oh. <laughs> better out <laughs> better out than in. Uh, another man was found hiding in a small space behind a fireplace at the original address. Police said the 35-year-old man was arrested after failing to appear at court, and a 30-year-old man was arrested in relation to other manners. So... As bad as your guys' stories were, luckily it wasn't as bad as, uh, you know, basically giving away your, <laughs> your yeah, spot you know, when you're hiding oh, yeah, from no, you, you screwed. If you let out the stink, you might get thrown in the clink. That's what my uh, my granddad always told me. If you let out the smell, you might end up in a cell. That's two for you. <laughs> your granddad was a wise man. He was wise. He was wise. Gassy. Very wise. Very gassy, but wise. <laughs> It's almost as if he looked forward to this story sometime in the future. Right. Yeah, he was a visionary. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. uh, Let's talk about today's show on this Monday. Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. All right, folks, we put together a great show for you. We've got Put It In Your Mouth Monday, where we go over some uh, food choices from fast food restaurants that may or may not be questionable. We have Mother's Day fails. Yesterday was Mother's Day, and kids don't always get it right. Our call-in topic today, we want you guys to call in at 9.15, covering what's old is new, talking about uh, reboots and trends from the 80s and 90s that are coming back. We're going to talk about doomsday preppers and uh, how they're faring through this whole coronavirus. Ryan's got coronavirus! <laughs> Ryan's got this day in history, and up next is Tony with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments. 
to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show here on a Monday, May 11th. Now, obviously, we like talking, but we want you guys to talk, too. We want to hear from you. And that's why we've set up the Phoenix line. It is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail system where you guys can call in, leave us a message about any topic, just check in, tell us how you're doing. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X. RDO or 855-336-4973. Keep it entertaining. We'll compile all those up and uh, yeah, we'll play it in a segment and uh, your voice just might get heard on the radio. Well, we are into the second segment of the show and that always means it's Tony with the entertainment news. Oh, right. Monday, May, what are we, uh, 11th? It's the 11th, May 1-1. One, yep. one. May 1-1, one, one, we start out with some sad news today as um, last night, Ben Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller, who was on uh, Kings and Queens, no. uh, numerous uh, shows. Um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. That's, he was the big one on Seinfeld. Um, he died of natural causes last night. He was 92. Oh. So posted that late last night. And sad to start the entertainment news with that. I love I'll Jerry Stiller. Some happy stuff. Love me some Jerry Stiller. Yeah. And we'll always have Zoolander. Maury Bolstein. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> All right. So the first news today is going to be straight. Is going to be pirate news. Karen Gillian may succeed Johnny Depp for the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Yarg, prepare to secure the rum, drop the anchor, and ready the longboats because we're about to dock at Rumor Isle, me matey. A recent report hailing from the Disney Insider suggests that Jumanji and Marvel film veteran Karen Gillian could be up for a leading leading a reboot of Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, a move that would effectively see the actress re- placing Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow as the main character. To be as crystal clear as some of the Caribbean waters, Jillian potentially boarding the Pirates franchise is purely speculation at this time. The rumblings come from insider Daniel Rickman, who says that Disney is not only going to reboot their Pirates franchise, but the studio is also scouring the high seas for a female lead. Again, no formal talks between Jillian and Disney at this time have taken place. In other words, this is more of a what-if scenario, and I would take it with a wooden barrel of salt. Wow, there's some good wordplay in there. Yeah, they had fun with that. (laughs) Yeah, oh man, everything. They're all me-matey, scurvy. Crystal clear waters. (laughs) Searching the high seas. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So... um, I don't know what your guys take on that. Um, do you think that would be a good fit for a Pirates reboot, or do you think it's too soon to reboot that franchise? I don't know. For me, um, I think that the Johnny Depp versions got a little long in the tooth. I think they should have stopped after three. The last two were okay. And, you know, there was even one in there that didn't include Kira Knightley or Orlando Bloom. It, you know, they tried rebooting it just with some unknown da- actors, and obviously we saw how that worked out. Um, Karen Gillan could be a good fit. I don't know if she's going to take on the role of Jane Sparrow, and, and I don't think they should go that route. I think they should, you know, just create all new characters and, and give the new reboot sort of a uh, life of its own. 
Who's Who's Karen Gillan now? She was in Jumanji. She was the the redhead. Oh right. And uh, what's Jumanji? <laughs> I know Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in the Avengers. She played uh, Nebula. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, Hollywood these days they go with the sure shot, and I'm sure if they make that movie, they'll make money. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. So that's that's Hollywood these days. The just just Any with more, the sure right? shot, safe bet. Speaking of safe bet, uh, Tamira, this is a good segue. Yeah. Tamira Morrison to play Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Fett is back, baby! According to THR, the infamous bounty hunter, Boba Fett is slated to appear in the second season of The Mandalorian. He'll be played by none other than Tamara Morrison, who played Jango Fett as well as the clone troopers in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Morrison also re-recorded lines as Boba Fett in the twenty or 2004 DVD release of The Empire Strikes Back, replacing the voice of Jason Weingreen. The news is somewhat expected as the character was teased in Season 1 episode The Gunslinger when a mysterious figure was spotted approaching the body of Fennec Shand. Before you start getting overly excited for Boba Fett to play a major role this season, THR says his role is expected to be somewhat small. But I would imagine that is merely be planting seeds for something busy, biz, bigger in third season. Wow, it is a Monday. <laughs> the last we saw of Boba Fett chrono- chronologically was his rather pitiful death at the hands of the Sarlacc in Return of the Jedi. But with his return in The Mandalorian, it would seem that rumors of Fett's demise have been greatly exaggerated. So this could be uh, this could be really cool. Um, for Star Wars fans that and Boba Fett fans to have him back in the well, fold. Well, and that's the thing, you know, obviously with the Mandalorian taking place after the events of Return of the Jedi, you know, it shows that Boba Fett would have survived the Sarlacc pit, but I hope they do a flashback to show how that happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I actually, I, I know this is a little side note, but I did watch the new Star Wars over the weekend. Hey, I did too. Hey, what did you think? For the fourth I time. thought it was great. I thought it was great. Besides the fact that my nephew, who's seen it, according to him, over 500 times already, <laughs> spoiled everything right before it happened. <laughs> Even when I told I told him numerous, okay, Dane, you have to stop doing that. And then he would continue to tell me, he's like, actually, I'm not sure if that happens to try to save it. <laughs> so besides that, it was great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we have to have Dane like do a movie review. Just spoil it for he, you. That's he's awesome. good. Yeah, we could that that could work out. He he definitely uh, knows down to the detail everything that happens in movies that he watches <laughs> over five hundred times. And I'm sure poor Jenny's just sick of that movie by now. Oh, she's on her phone the whole time. He said if he had the force, he would pull the phone away from her. <laughs> true, true words. Um, <laughs> All right, you guys are going to love this one. Today, or it was reported that a giant murder hornet movie is on the way. Tasteless rip from the headlines. Ex- exploitation films are a time-honored tradition in the horror genre, dending back to the drive-in cheapies of the 30s to 50s. And now there's news of a giant murder hornet invading the U.S. straight to digital movie to keep that age-old tradition. And it's going to be titled Angry... Asian murder hornets. Oh a lot of the film, God. a fictional invasion of giant mutated murder hornets in Southern California, and it's up to local anthropologists to find a way to destroy them before it's too late. In this modern throwback to 1950s era giant critter flicks, 
<laughs> wow. I, I hope they can get the cast of Sharknado. I was just going to say, this has sci-fi written all <laughs> oh. over it. I thought of Tara Reid and then the guy from, what was it, Beverly Hills? Ian Zeering. Ian Zeering. If they could star in it, I am fully on board. Well, and Sharknado was only one of those weird, like, you know, mashup movies. They had all kinds of weird, uh, I wish I could remember, like, uh, volcano spiders. And, you know, they, they <laughs> yeah. tried recreating that Sharknado magic, but, of course, they right. couldn't. Yeah, sh- you, can't, you, you can't. Do you remember back in, perfection. like, the, the days of Video Maniacs and Hollywood Video when we worked there, and there was always, like... Mega Shark versus Megalodon, yeah. Megalodon versus Megzilla, and there was all these really cheesy, <laughs> cheesy movies that were like straight to VHS or DVD back then. Oh yeah, so totally. Just I, I do want to go back to Sharknado because there is some amazing moments in that movie when they're just chopping them in half with a chainsaw as they, as Ian Ziering with the chainsaw like in the White House, and I think what's his oh, what's his name from Shark Tank. Shark Tank, wow, that's a tie-in. Wow. Um, Mark Cuban? Yes, he was. I think yeah. he was the president. It was like Sharknado 3. That's hilarious. The first 20 minutes of that movie, like if you watch nothing else, just watch that. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I thought it was, you know, when I heard it coming out, I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And then by the time the third one came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. And I, I got to say, it's it's. Uh, just a fun movie to sit and you know have zero expectations for exactly you know and they really just became a parody of themselves and were able to make fun of themselves and they really went there by the third they really they leaned into it would you say they jumped the shark oh where's your button man i know i know i'm Uh, i'm gearing up for the celebrity birthday okay yeah it's monday um i think we have time for what one more story we do Oh, right. So today, um, great Scott, Josh Gad will be hosting the Back to the Future reunion today. That's going to be taking place. That doesn't say when it's okay. It says the virtual reunion is set today at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, So but you'll be watching this show. So after this show, tune into that. Exactly. Um, So Gad is they're not saying who's going to be on there, but there was a tease over the weekend. Um. The Instagram video featured Leah Thompson, um, who played, obviously, Marty McFly's mother in the movie. I got to say, she's um, looking good. Oh, yeah, she looks, she aged well. She's she one, definitely did. like, young crush, like, we had the embarrassing celebrity crushes. She was my non, one of my non-embarrassing ones, man. I think I had a crush on her since, like, Howard the Duck, you know? <laughs> Premise of, like, her and Howard having a relationship is really weird, so. <laughs> In retrospect. In retrospect, yeah, that's one of those movies. Also, don't go back and watch it; just ruins it. Mm. Ruins it for you. Just keep the memory as is. Duck boobs. <laughs> All right, don't. Well, we've got time for celebrity birthdays. Why don't you go ahead and take us through? Best intro ever. <laughs> oh, we got a whole whopping three birthdays today because it was like 25, 30 celebrities uh, via YouTube and uh, reality TV stars and and like a wrestler that no one knows of. So uh, I kept it with three and two are pushing it. So I'll go with the big dog today. Happy birthday, Cam Newton, former quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, now stuck in free agency limbo. He yeah. is 30. 
any thoughts where he might end up this season? Ooh, probably as a backup, uh, maybe San Diego. That's where I was thinking, San Diego. Oh, sorry, L.A., L.A., my bad. Los Angeles? Yeah, no thoughts on that, but I I would say today is the day that he touched down on Earth. (laughs) That's that's all I got on that. (laughs) That's good. All right, and these two other big ones, man, they're massive big celebrities. You guys are going to freak out. I'm ready. Hit us. Sabrina Carpenter. Who? Who? I think I just heard a cricket kill itself. She played a character on Girl Meets World, a show that I'm sure none of us watch. Oh, Girl Meets World. We'll be talking about something similar to that later. Yeah. um, (laughs) And then Lana Condor. Who? Huh? Movie actress. She is 22. She played Jubilee in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, okay. That's all, that's all I could get. It was that pretty low. And then there was a wrestler named Bobby Roode, who's 42. <laughs> Bobby Roode. <laughs> Bobby Roode, 42. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Slam it, jam it, birthday, give it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get up. Don't go anywhere. We will be back with Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And it is a Monday, May 11th, here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are all over social media. You can find us anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, each show is broadcast live on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And we love the input that we're getting uh, both live online and after the show for those of you who check it out after the fact. Maybe you can't get up quite as early. But uh, if you want to find me, you can find me, Christian Phoenix, at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. Ryan as at uh, facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. All right. It is a Monday, and every Monday we cover the world of fast food and some of the more questionable choices that uh, fast food uh, companies are making with a uh, segment we like to call Put It In Your Mouth Mondays. Yummy. All right. So the first one, you know, in many cases, foods abroad, they take it advantage of what they think American fast food is, uh, especially through different chains. And uh, Pizza Hut locations in the Middle Eastern nations like the United Arab Emirates offer an American smorgasbord with what they call the crown crust pizza. The crust consists of several, several rings, each one containing miniature versions of meaty mains like cheeseburgers, hot dogs, chicken fillets, and meatballs. These pairings probably seem less bizarre to locals for whom it all falls under the umbrella of American food. So I asked you guys, would you put it in your mouth? One whole meatball! <laughs> I got distracted. I was, th- I was thinking that you made me think of the old lady from Wedding Singer and the meatball. So, so <laughs> She puts it in his hand. Yeah. 
So basically, the crust is a ring of cheeseburgers, and then just inside that is a ring of hot dogs, and then inside of that is a ring of chicken fillets. Wow. And they seem to think that that's American food. That, that's like a turducken. Yeah. That is a turducken. I'd say, um, you know, I I might take a bite just to say I tried it. Um, it's not probably something I would eat a whole piece of, but uh, yeah, I'd try it. So you would put it in your mouth? Yeah, I'd put it in my mouth, yeah. Yummy! I would also put it in my mouth. I'm adventurous. All right. Get in my belly! (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up is a uh, a selection from Japan, uh, Burger King, namely. So Burger King celebrated its five-year anniversary in the Japanese market with the release of the eye-catching Kuro Burger. It's bun-colored stark black with bamboo charcoal. Only a year later, they unveiled the Kuro Ninja Burger, featuring an enormous bacon, quote-unquote, tongue protruding from either side of the bun. Uh, Two of Burger King's other Japan-specific offerings are the Garlic Meat Beast (laughs) Burger and the BK Ringo, (laughs) topped with cinnamon spice, grilled apples, and cinnamon mayo. But I'm asking here on the Kuro Ninja Burger, that is a burger with the enormous bacon, quote-unquote, tongue sticking out of either side on a black bun. Folks, would you put it in your mouth? I want to know what bacon tongue is. Yeah. it's it's actually more like Canadian bacon. It's basically okay. a giant slab of ham. Okay, a ham slab. Yeah, I would. I, you know, like I said, I I am an adventurous guy, and I would put it in my mouth. Get in my belly, tongue. Yeah, it, if it, if it's ham and it's not like a tongue. I mean, that first when you said it was tongue, I'm like, no. <laughs> See, I but, like tongue. Lengua. Have you ever had lengua tacos? No. Delicious. Tender. Delicious. So just Tender to f- at, just to fill I'm you in, Ryan, uh, Tony orders his burgers basically meat, cheese, bun, and that's about it. He's like so. a five year old. Yeah. He's like a fi- yeah, sir, I gotta have my <laughs> I gotta have my little juice cup here. Yeah. Yeah. It's about I didn't same. want lettuce on there. I did never mind. Forget about it. I'm out of here. Wow, that's you, Tony, huh? Yeah, that's kind of me. <laughs> All right. Burger plane. Got it. You're a no burger plane guy. No pickles. My, my granddad um, used to say you could tell a lot about a man by the way he orders his burger. Your granddad knew a lot about a lot of things. A lot. Of, it is. He did He's indeed. He's like, that guy is a, a uh, you know, that guy ain't right. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would... If it's ham, I'd try it. It seems it seems funky, but I, I I'd give it at least a bite. Yummy! All right, all right. Moving on from Germany, McDonald's. It's called the McCurry Wurst. One distinct Wurst. One distinct McDonald's offering in Germany is a platter of curry Wurst, a street food dish of steamed and grilled sausage served with curry spiced ketchup. The German sausage specialties don't end there, however. There's also the puntastic Nuremberger, <laughs> featuring little more than three pork sausage on a uh, sausage links on a bun. But I'm asking here in the Currywurst, would you guys put it in your mouth? Yeah, I would not only put the Currywurst in my mouth, I would order one to go to put in my mouth later. Get in my belly! Yeah, you know, I actually... Uh, I lived in Brazil for a number of years, and I used to go to this burger place, and they had a curry burger. They had, like, a sauce with curry in it, and it was actually delicious. Hmm. I'm not a huge curry fan myself. Um, 
you know, I'll get, you know, the occasional curry dish from a Thai food place, right. but for the most part, oof, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> what about you, Tone? I will try it, but watch out the next day because the guest is going to be raunchy. <laughs> Yummy! <laughs> All right. Uh, next up from Dunkin' Donuts in South Korea. Oh, I'm sorry. They dropped the donuts. Now they're just known as Dunkin'. Dunkin'? Uh, That's it. Dunkin'. Because because they're offering other specialties like this one. So Duncan seriously diversifies their menus to suit local tastes in many countries. In South Korea, they boast donut hole-like bagel balls filled with your choice of red bean, green tea, red velvet, or tomato-flavored paste. They also have red bean or kimchi-filled donuts and glutinous rice sticks. And on the savory side, a jalapeno and bulgogi beef-stuffed hot bread but uh, i'm asking here would you put in your mouth the donut hole like bagel balls filled with red bean green tea red velvet or tomato flavored paste <laughs> that was a mouthful it was, that was a lot that was tough to get out trust me <laughs> i believe it tony uh man i'm gonna have to say no on three of the flavors maybe the red velvet one i would try but the other ones no Donuts sweet. I don't want them all funky and weird. They're know? bagel balls. <laughs> bagel balls filled with bean paste. Bean paste yeah. is not bad. I I lived near K Town in LA, and and I actually love Korean food, and I've had a I've had my share of bean paste. It's not bad, guys. <laughs> bean paste is actually pretty tasty. Um, I w- again, I think this is going to be a theme in weeks to come. I would put it in my mouth. Get in my belly! See, Ryan's the world traveler, so he's been able to, uh, uh, you know, test different foods from around the world that many of us probably wouldn't even consider. And I've always been adventurous with, uh, you know, cuisine. It's not much I uh, wouldn't put in my mouth, I guess (laughs) I I could say. (laughs) All right, uh, let's do one more. We're headed to the Netherlands, and again with McDonald's. The Dutch-originated McCrocket sandwich features deep-fried patty of mixed ground beef and cheese topped with a mustard sauce. McDonald's locations in the nation are also more accommodating to dietary restrictions, offering gluten-free burgers and vegetarian fried, quote-unquote, chicken sandwiches. But here I'm asking about the McCrocket sandwich, deep-fried patty with mixed ground beef and cheese topped with a mustard sauce. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? Heck yeah, and I'd throw some mayo on my fries, too. Get in my belly! <laughs> yeah, well, how come they don't get so creative here in the States with some of this stuff? Like, Because most people are like you, Tom. Because <laughs> most people are like you. <laughs> well, uh, well, ketchup and cheese only. You know, when I was a kid, I used to get angry if I got a McDonald's burger. This is a true story. If I used to get one of those burgers from McDonald's, you know how it had like 10,000 little onions on it? Oh, yeah. It's like their onions are tiny. I'd get they're so tiny. pissed off because they're so small and you can't just pick them out. Like you have to, I used to have to take my soda lid and like scrape it out and I'd be so mad. And it's such that, an angry little and that, kid. Yeah, and that takes away from my ketchup, Bob, if I have to scrape off the onions. There's less ketchup. Bob. You're like ruin your whole afternoon. I hate this thing. <laughs> so Tone, the McCrocket, would you put it in your mouth? Yeah, I would I would I would try me some McCrocket. Yummy. 
Yeah, it actually sounds pretty good. Well, folks, it that does. does it for Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Be sure to chime in. Let us know if you would put it in your mouth. When we come back, we will be talking Mother's Day fails here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Don't go anywhere. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And speaking of the podcast link, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 11th. If you guys missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on an older show, we got uh, our first week of shows under our belt last week. Had a lot of fun looking forward to doing uh, this week of shows. But uh, you can always do so by heading over to americamatters.us and uh, clicking on the shows or podcast link and scrolling down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Or you can find us anywhere that you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. You name it, we are there. While you're there, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, let us know what you think. Um, you know, obviously share it with your friends, let them know how much fun you're having in the mornings. And uh, as you guys who are watching the video can see, we've lost Tony again to the singularity. Actually, he's headed off to his normal day job, but you still got me, you still got Ryan here in studio. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Mother's Day, which happened yesterday. Now, uh, Ryan, you had mentioned that uh, you spent uh, Mother's Day with both with your mom and your sister Jenny and uh, that it was a, a good time it was a good time you know cooked up some burgers my sister got a pool from Costco <laughs> man that thing for, for $600 it's it's a big pool it's like four feet deep it's like 20 feet long nice it's uh yeah it was nice we you know had some drinks had some food made some funny videos the kids are always entertaining and uh, I was able to make it to the studio today. I noticed there's a cough button here, so I could cough and I could block it out. I'm going to cough right now. Watch. Look at that. Did you, you hear it? Nope. Look at that. I know. It's it's the magic of radio. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> shout out to all the moms out there. There's a lot of uh, women in my life who have been great mother figures and uh, positive influences on my life. And I love you all if you're listening. A big shout out to you and all the moms out there. You're what makes the world go round. It is. And without the mothers, we wouldn't be here, literally. Right. I uh, had a great Mother's Day yesterday. I'm fortunate enough that uh, my parents live literally about a mile away. Nice. And so had them over. We had some good food. We played a uh, game called Farkle. Yeah. Which, Dice game, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. I've it's heard a lot of Farkle. Of it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And so we had a good time. Now... With Mother's Day, you know, obviously kids can, uh, they've got their own little personalities, their own little quirks. Sometimes they can be um, unintentionally uh, mean when it comes to the cards that they put out for their moms. And uh, just wanted to run down some of the, the better Mother's Day cards that I've seen come about. Uh, the first one is a handwritten card from a child that says, Happy Mother's Day. And it shows a... Uh, colorful picture of the mom holding a vacuum and so apparently <laughs> that's how the kid sees the mom <laughs> oh happy mother's day mom get to cleaning talk about stereotypes this this, this carpet's not going to vacuum itself <laughs> here's one where wow. the kid had to uh, fill in you know s 
little certain things about moms that said, uh, you know, happy, mother, happy Mother's Day. My mom's name is Kate. I call my mom Mommy. My mom is special because she helps people. My mom's eyes are brown. My favorite thing to do with my mom is pay. Don't know what that means. And then finally, I would like to tell my mom if I could have a snack. <laughs> Get in the kitchen, mom. Make Again, me some food. These these sound less like children and more like misogynist husbands. <laughs> <laughs> mom, the meatloaf. The meatloaf, mom. Sound like Tony when he was a kid. Mom, I love you except when you get me cheeseburgers with onions on them. Right. <laughs> Here's another uh, birthday card that had to be filled in. Happy Mother's Day. Love, Emma. Number six on this is, if you could buy your mom anything, what would it be? And Emma wrote, she doesn't need anything. Wow. <laughs> I'm all she needs. <laughs> Talk about being cheap. Yeah. I think uh, kids don't. Kids are selfish by nature a lot of times. That's that's. I guess it's survival, but some just never leave that state. Right. <laughs> well, this tells you what kind of child uh, Emma is and more uh, uh, revealing what kind of mom her mom is. Yeah. Uh, in the same one, the question is, what does your mom do to relax? Emma responded, has a grown-up drink and then water. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, Emma hit the nail on the head with that one, and and she she probably needs it with a daughter like Emma. Right. <laughs> she needs a grown up. I need a grown up drink just hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Here at uh, eight fifty one in the morning. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Might as well. Um, going back to the original one. Uh, here's a Mother's Day card. What does Mom do to relax? Somebody wrote, "Clean the living room." I'm sure that's the most relaxing <laughs> thing in the world. These are these are husbands. These are mean husbands. These are not children. <laughs> Speaking of husbands, uh, here's one. Happy Mother's Day. My mom is as pretty as daddy. So, (laughs) wow. Either mom is uh, not looking so good or dad is a very pretty man. That's David Beckham's kid, actually. (laughs) Either that or uh, Chandler's uh, uh, dad from uh, Friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cross-dresser. Pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Very pretty. All right, more uh, not quite in get, getting the idea of Mother's Day. The thing she does best is getting the iPad. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how about uh, a little confusion about how old your mom is? Uh, here, my mom is 100 years old. <laughs> I always love asking kids how old they think adults are, though. It's always a fun game. <laughs> they're never right. They're never right. They have no concept of time or age, or in this case, weight. <laughs> oh, I don't even know why they, they put this on here, but uh, it says, my mom is 55 years old, and she weighs 1,000 pounds. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Which, you know, maybe that's actually true. Have you seen my 1,000-pound life? There is a reality show. Could be true. Maybe it's yeah. 500 pounds. I don't know. I doubt it's true, though. <laughs> I think it's Wasn't it terrible. twins that both weighed 500 pounds? And oh, I don't it, know. May, it may have been. I haven't seen it. I don't know. TLC's got some weird stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, the so. Learning Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, we're we're learning stuff. A lot of learning going on. <laughs> A lot of learning about humanity. <laughs> All right, here's one for you. My mom is smart. She even knows my dad's real name. Wow, boy, I don't know how smart mom can be if that's uh, the most interesting thing that she knows. And maybe it's a Mori Povich kind of situation. You're not the father. You're not the father. You're not the father. You are the father. And she knows that guy's real name. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of men in and out of the uh, mom's life, and the kid's life for that matter. Yeah. Kid's not afraid of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. My mom's job is to pick up trash. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, hopefully she, she, she picks you up from school because you sound like a piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be sad is if the mom was really like a trash collector who, you know, they get paid really well. Do they? They do. Really? They do. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a dirty job that nobody wants and... Somebody's got to do it. And what, like, uh, oh, you're saying the actual... Actual trash. Actual trash. Yeah, yeah, they... What, garbage what do they, what do they make? I'd have to take a look, but I'd say 50 grand plus a year. Really? Yeah. Good bennies, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Great bennies. Yep. Speaking of bennies and, and Mother's Day, Eggs Benedict. So we lived in a trailer park, uh, you know, during one time growing up. It wasn't the most glamorous, but we made the best of it. Yeah, and that no was our judgment. Go- it was our go-to uh, Mother's Day meal would be Eggs Benedict, but... Instead of hollandaise sauce, we would put Kraft uh, single slices into a mug and pour a little milk in there, microwave it, stir it, microwave it, stir it, microwave it, stir it, and you'd have a beautiful cheese sauce. That's some uh, trailer park cuisine for all you people out there. <laughs> and I bet it looked like hollandaise sauce. It did look like hollandaise sauce, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> Looking back on it, I mean, we thought that was the most gourmet meal ever hey Look. nothing hey and it probably helped expand your palate like we were talking about in the last segment absolutely i put it in my mouth many times <laughs> all right this next one is i would assume probably the uh the thing that most mothers would say based on how these kids have been responding my mother's favorite thing to do with me is put me to bed <laughs> yes i'm sure it is <laughs> that's actually probably very true she looks forward to it putting you to bed and having a grown-up drink in peace <laughs> and speaking of which this next one if you could see the picture i'll see if i can pull some of these and post them on the facebook page but uh the next morning uh there's a, a a thing that says you know this is what mom looks like in the morning and it's a stick figure of a woman with a huge frowny face holding a cup of coffee out and uh I would assume that uh, that's what most of these mothers would look like after uh, dealing with most of these kids. Yes, absolutely. And there, there's a grown-up. I'm bringing it back one more time. There's a grown-up drink inside that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> these kids, yeah. There's there's some terrible kids. We've all been out in public. We've seen them. <laughs> We've seen some of the children that are out in the world. <laughs> it's not a pretty picture. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. They're only getting older and... Getting more into society that we got to deal with. Great. <laughs> All right. And then finally, my mom is really good at carrying a huge box, but sometimes she drags it. <laughs> I would assume that she's probably getting ready to dra- drag a box that's full of that kid. because, uh, <laughs> Or she's moving. Right. <laughs> she's leaving uh, the child with the dad who she knows the first name of. And she's skipping, she's skipping town. And drinking in the morning. Woo! All right, folks, that does it for the first hour of the show. Man, time flies by. Stay tuned. We've got the long break. But after this, we will come back with our call-in topic about what's old is new. See you guys on the other side. Laugh it up, fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. everybody to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix radio show here on a Monday, May 11th. Now this is an interactive program for those of you that follow us on Facebook. You'll notice that uh, we put up the uh, call-in topics for the next day uh, for each day because we want you guys to get involved. We want you to give us a call, let us know your thoughts. Obviously, uh, you know, at the end of the segment, we will open up the phone lines to get uh, you know what you think about uh, whatever the topic is in particular. That number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. We do want to hear from you, so don't be shy. There's nothing to fear. No judgment here, and we will, you know, listen to what you have to say. Keep, you know, it can be entertaining, can be boring, doesn't matter. It's just, you know, we want you to... Chime in on the topic. Just call. Just give us a call. Just give us a call. Again, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Today we're talking about what's old is new again. Now, we all grew up kids of the 80s and and 90s, and, you know, obviously there were a lot of properties that uh, took place in those time periods that we love, we have fond memories of. Some hold up, others don't. But, uh, you know, Hollywood and fashion, and, and they, they seem to have run out of original ideas. And uh, now we're heading into this area where there's nothing but reboots and remakes and rehashes and, and, and trying to bring back things that, uh, you know, were so fond to us as little kids that, again, sometimes they do it well, sometimes they don't. One example is, uh, you know, Tony and I have our pop culture podcast that we do every other week called the Proton Pack, and uh, we talk, you know, geeky, nerdy, pop culture stuff, and uh, the one that really got to me recently is, when I was a kid of the 80s, I had two favorite cartoons, Transformers, which we know they've rebooted numerous times with uh, Michael Bay, and that's a little left to be desired. The other one that I absolutely loved was Thundercats. Mm. You know, Thundercats, 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 ho! Yeah. And, you know, while the it was a story-based cartoon, you know, they weren't as, you know, adult-oriented as, you know, cartoons now can be. But uh, they recently rebooted Thundercats to a 11-minute Cartoon Network show called Thundercats Roar. And it is awful. It is terrible. Really? They, yeah. They basically took the idea of Thundercats and then just pooped all over it uh it's you know meant to be a, a comedy that's really not funny wow you know and uh the animation style is terrible um you know the some of the best reboots for instance uh a show that's on cartoon network and you know my boys are seven to ten so watch quite a bit of cartoon network especially yeah. when they're around but uh Teen Titans Go uh, was a rehash a, a comedic rehash of the Teen Titans cartoon 
but they handle it very well. It's got a lot of winks and nods to the people who grew up with the original, whereas this Thundercats Roar does none of that. It's, you know, they take the characters and and uh, make it awful. But, uh, you know, we're seeing reboots from, like, Dynasty and Fuller House and uh, right. Punky Brewster. Right. And we see fashion reboots of, you know, sneakers and, and some of the bright colors and, and suits with shoulder pads. Yep. Um, you know, some things are better left dead. Right. Others, if it's done right, by all means, bring it back. Um, you know, for you, Ryan... What sort of things did you grow up with as a kid that you're starting to see now, whether you love it or hate it? Well, I saw a reboot. I mean, I wasn't so much a kid at the time, but when Jay and Silent Bob first came out, I was a teenager. Yeah. And super enjoyed that movie. You know, uh, they just remade the Jay and Silent Bob. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yep, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. What'd you think? You know, I thought... I thought there were a lot of really good winks and nods right. to the original. Right. There were some really good parts, but you can tell that it was really going back to a true independent film in right. the fact that uh, at one point it looked like it was shot on an iPhone, and right. uh, it sort of goes this direction that I don't think they maybe intended it for it to go. Right, and they were making fun of themselves throughout it, the which entire, I actually yeah. appreciated, but it was, to me, it was awkward. Yeah. It was yeah. awkward. I mean, Silent Bob in particular, I don't know, there was something about, I think, because he, he was younger when they made that movie, and then, you know, obviously he's older now, what, right. it's been 20 years or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just watching a, you know, 50-year-old man be Silent Bob was, right. it was weird to me. Well, and Silent Bob is Kevin Smith. He directed right, all right. those movies. And, exactly. You know, I, I think a lot of it was um, uh, sort of formed based on he had a heart attack about a year and a half oh, ago. Oh, he did. Well, he, now I feel bad. <laughs> now I feel terrible. Wait. <laughs> I, I wish you would have told me that at the top of this topic. Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it was formed by that. But I think it, it felt like it was rushed to get done at some point. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you. Now they are working on a, uh, a Mallrat sequel. Oh, really? So hopefully that'll be a, a little better formed. But, uh, you know, there are so many things out there these days that... Uh, you know, are, are just rehashes. Yeah. And uh, most things, it seems like, coming out of Hollywood these days. Right. Reboots, and, rehashes. And to be fair, I mean, like the, the comic book movies, those are done so well, especially yeah. Marvel, where they totally. were never really done well in the 80s, especially right. the 80s right. and the 90s. But others, just, just leave them alone. Just right. leave them, you know, we've got a Save by the Bell reboot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, it looks so bad. Oh, I it bet it's bad. so bad. Oh, it sounds terrible. But that's where we want you guys to chime in. Call in with 80s and 90s reboots that you either love, you're looking forward to, or that you think just deserve to die in the 80s and 90s and shouldn't be resurrected. Give us a call at 844-790-TALK. Again, that's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. We want to hear your thoughts on where uh, you know the reboots, the rehashes, and the trends from the 80s and 90s land. We'll talk to you when we come back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. 
And back to the show, indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 11th. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Wink. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. It's good to be here in the studio, man. Yeah, good we're, vibe. we're used to seeing you with your plants in the background. I had to leave them at home. Um, they are being taken care of. Yeah. Um, they're, they're watered. They're, they're happy. They're healthy. Babe okay. Root, Palm Cruise, and uh, Chlorophyll Collins. Well, All good. I'm sure they're going to be very happy when you return, and, and uh, they're not dead yet. That's that's a good sign. That is a good sign. That's uh, usually the signal. I uh, I guess the the metric in which I use to judge how well I'm doing with the plant. If it's not dead, I'm doing a decent job. <laughs> well, and now we've got video proof of how it's doing. Yes, so, uh, absolutely. I'm held to accountability. There you go. There yep. you go. All right, folks, we are talking about 80s and 90s reboots, rehashes, and trends that uh, we either loved or just won't die. We do want you to call in. This is an interactive show. Let us know your thoughts. 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Still waiting for those phone lines to pop up. But, uh, Ryan, I wanted to ask you real quick. You're yep. a fashionable guy. I'm well, a t-shirt and jeans type of guy where, you know, it's uh, for the last 30, I mean, I'm 38 years old, yep. but, uh, you know, last 30 years or so, it's t-shirt and jeans. Yep. And, you know, this is about as dressed up as you'll normally see gotcha. me. But you look like you're, you know, following along with the trends. Is there anything you're seeing fashion-wise coming out of the 80s and 90s that are coming back that you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm all for it or eh, not so much? Um, wow, that's a good question. I think I like the colors. I like some of the colors that are coming out. And I'll throw on some, you know, some 90s throwback stuff. There's some nice sneakers coming out too. the the um, the reboots on the sneakers. But uh, there's yeah, I lived in L.A. and in, in, in a very hipster centric part of L.A. over there near Silver Lake and uh, Echo Park. And I've seen. I've seen some things that just some questionable some questionable choices happening. Sweaters tucked in. I've seen that. A sweater tucked in, I feel like, is never a good look. Anybody uh, uh, rocking the the Cosby sweaters? The the it would be a, yeah. It was like a Cosby sweater tucked in, and to me, it's just not a hot look. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's some other weird there's there's some weird things i i they're not really popping out right now i guess there's there's these like i don't know if they're t-shirts or dresses it kind of just looks like a a garbage bag (laughs) a little bit of both yeah for me i'm not digging the high-waisted mom jeans that seem to be uh i I can get i i get into those do yeah i can dig them all right (laughs) you know it's it's just all about i think it just depends on the person i've seen some mom jean fails Uh. for sure Maybe if they're rocking the white kids with it, or the, what? As a fail? Yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on the person, because uh. there's certain people that can pull off anything. True. And but I've seen some fails. I'll just <laughs> I'll I'll leave it at that on that one. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, we do have a caller on the line. Who's joining us? Hey, good morning. This is Renee. Hi, Renee. How you doing? I'm good. I was just calling in about mom jeans. I love mom jeans on teenagers right now. I think they look very modest. They're cute. They're trendy. And Doc Martin. I'm with you. Well, to to be fair, there is a reason that Renee loves mom jeans is because Renee is my mom calling in. So. <laughs> Hi, Renee. Hi, Renee. <laughs> hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm yeah, doing no, well. I my uh 
Good, good to hear. I take my teenage uh, granddaughter shopping, and I tell her, anytime, man, you want mom jeans? They're really cute. Much better than that old Gwen Stefani look, you know. But uh, (laughs) mom jeans, okay in my book. To be fair, you know, to a mother or even a grandmother, you know, mom jeans are, are a much safer choice for a teenage child than, you know, the, the low midriff, you know, the waist, the, you know, the high-cut Daisy Duke shorts. And so I, I can see where that makes sense. Yep, anytime, anytime. Yeah, I'd hate to see my 13-year-old granddaughter running around in the Daisy Duke. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, appreciate you calling in and uh, letting us know what you think. You know, it seems like people fall on either side of the mom jeans. Great. Yeah, yeah, good. And we had a good time uh, at Mother's Day. Thanks for uh, dinner and sparkle. Happy, <laughs> happy so, Mother's Day. Talk- <laughs> Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Whoop. Accidentally cut did her you, off a did little. Did you just hang up on your mom I the did. day after Mother's Day? <laughs> wow. <did>. Wow. <laughs> Oh, boy. I, that, yeah, that, I, I hope you feel like I felt after you told me Kevin Smith had heart, had a heart attack a year before you made that movie. Yeah. Woo! I'm going to hear about that later. Boy, <laughs> Mom, are you listening? Do you want to call in? Christian's mom called. I can cut you off, too. <laughs> yeah, I can. Can I get in there and... Nah, I wouldn't hang up on her. I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy, Christian. Well, oh, now I just feel bad. But uh, yeah, this, like I said, this is an interactive show. Give us a call eight four four seven nine zero talk eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Anybody can call in. You can see my mom just called in and uh, weighed in on the mom jeans. Now uh, I see you're rocking the uh, at least what looks like the Chuck Taylor All Star Converse. Am. I am. Which uh, you know those of you who are watching the video can't see, but uh, you know Chuck Taylors even... are, are timeless. Oh know? yeah, those are classic. They never left. Yep. That's what they're all stars. They never left. Yeah, I've been rocking those since day one. Aptly named. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck Taylor. I don't know much about the guy, but uh, you know he's he's had an impact on my life. There you go. <laughs> so wherever you're at, Chuck, if you're still alive, appreciate you, man. There you go. Uh, going back to movie and TV reboots, yep. and we were talking Kevin Smith. Yep. Kevin Smith is actually uh, rebooting for uh, Netflix, Masters of the Universe, or He Man, as most okay. people yep. know it, and uh, it is a continuation of the story that uh, we grew up. Uh, knowing and uh, to be honest if you go back and watch the old He-Man Masters of the Universe that's one of those that doesn't really hold up well mm. it was more of a platform just to sell toys okay and uh, you know a couple PSAs thrown in here and there but uh, I think it is in good hands with Kevin Smith uh, in that regard some of the other remakes that we're going to be getting uh, one that I'm looking forward to is uh, a reboot of Clue from 1985. Oh, wow. With, yeah. With Ryan Reynolds, who is um, helping write the screenplay along with uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who did Deadpool. Okay. So, Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good team right there. Yeah, I think they're going to treat it with respect, at least the respect it deserves, because it was a fantastic movie. When's the last time you saw that? You know, it's been about a year, but okay. I try to watch it once a year or so. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, Tim Curry is just... Oh, Tim Curry's just fantastic he, in anything he's in he's the best yeah uh looks like we're getting a remake of escape from new york the 1981 film with kurt russell uh no talks on who will play him or who's directing it but uh you know if it's put in the right hands maybe yeah i i've never actually seen that one i've seen escape from la mm-hmm. and i don't know this is a little off topic but speaking of kurt russell have you ever seen captain ron 
Oh, Captain Ron is fantastic. <laughs> if they did a reboot of Captain Ron, that would be even with Kurt Russell, that would be amazing. That was such a good movie. That was such a good movie. Well, and that goes back to there are certain movies and TV shows that you wonder should they ever be. Yeah, remade. that's true. That's that actually is so good. Just it by itself, they probably shouldn't touch it. Right. But it's just like you want to you want to delve into that world again. You want to step into that world and see a different you know yeah. time and place. Well, in this summer, well now it's been pushed back, but this summer we were getting uh, basically Ghostbusters three. Okay, which uh, is um, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, the original director, the original cast returning, of course, minus um, um, Harold Ramis, who unfortunately right. passed away. Really looking forward to that one. That was one where for a while I was like, eh, maybe it shouldn't be touched. But yeah. in this case, I'm okay with it. Now, the one that I absolutely should not be remade, I think it would be a complete travesty, is something that Tony talked about in his entertainment segment earlier, Back to the Future. Mm, they're rebooting that? No, they're not. Okay. As, as of yet. But I think that's one where just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It's a classic. Yeah. Stands great all on its there own. There was three. There three were, was kind of even pushing it. Yep. And I think, it, yeah, I, I'm with you. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we got a couple minutes left. If you want to chime in, if you want to get live on the air, let us know your thoughts. Give us a call, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Now, another reboot that's coming up is a movie that I haven't seen since I was a kid. Don't know how it holds up. I know it's available on Disney Plus, so I could go back at any time. And we're talking Flight of the Navigator. Do you wow. remember that? That was one of my favorite. My sister and I, every time we went to our grandma's house, they had a like a recorded VHS and with one of the label makers, Flight of the Navigator. We watched that movie so many times. Love that movie. I would actually like to see a reboot with 2020 technology, CGI, everything right. they could do. I actually think that would be a good one. Um and it's one that I'm afraid to go back and watch because I'm afraid that it won't hold up. But then part of my mind's like, oh, it was so good as a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was even a little character on Star Wars that reminded my sister and I. What was the the little guy who who messed with C uh, C three PO's brain? What was the name of that? Oh, oh Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu yeah. Frick reminded me a little bit. Remember the little alien in Flight of the Navigator? I do. Yeah, so we were just talking about that. I would like to see the reboot. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. Ryan wants to see the I reboot. Want, I want to see it. Hollywood, if you're listening. Well, that is one that is in the works. Oh, it is. And then uh, finally, to cap off this subject, uh, Stephen King movies are getting reboots in a big way. They're doing really well with it. Right. Cemetery, right. and uh, looks like the next one we're going to be getting is Firestarter. That, uh, if you don't remember, wow. actually starred Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, yes. Yeah. How old was she when she did that? Five. She was young. Yeah. She was young and scary. She was good in that. <laughs> that movie is a trip. Pet Cemetery too. To this day, is probably one of the scary. I saw that when I was very young. Probably one of the scariest movies I'd ever seen. I suggested it to my sister the other night. I was like, "The reboot Pet Cemetery." She's like, "No, the original." Because it no will. She didn't want to watch any of it because it scared us so bad when we were kids. She was just like, let's just not even go there. Well, I'm thinking call-in topic for the future of uh, you know horror movies that scared you as a kid that you were probably too young to watch. Yes. But, uh, folks, that does it for this segment, talking 80s and 90s reboots. When we come back, we're going to be talking doomsday preppers. Woo! 
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And back indeed we are. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, May 11th. Now, folks, if you missed the riveting conversation that we just had about 80s and 90s reboots, rehashes, you want to chime in, but you just missed it, there's still time. Head over to the Christian Phoenix line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail system that we have set up for you guys to leave us messages about whatever you want. Keep it entertaining, and you can find that at 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or for those of you who don't know how that translates into uh, numbers, 855-336-4973, any topic whatsoever, and uh, we'll compile those up and play them on a future show. Now, on this segment, I wanted to talk a little bit about doomsday preppers. You know, we've for years have heard about, you know, people setting up their bunkers and getting ready for the apocalypse. And of course, now that we're in the time of coronavirus, you know, it it seems like it's their time. Right. You know, for for those who, you know, want to disappear for five years and then reemerge and, you know, they they should be able to do so. And the reason I say this is there is a uh, article that popped up that uh, Jim Baker, the uh, televangelist has a uh, prepper village called Morningside USA. That was supposed to be apocalypse proof, Mm -hmm. a gated stucco fortress in the Southwest corner of Missouri's Ozark mountains. Morningside is an evangelical Christian community built to rent condos right through to the end of the world. Quote, Where are you going to go when the world's on fire? Where are you going to go? This place is for God's people, and this place we need some farmers to move here. Morningside's founder, the disgraced doomsday televangelist Jim Baker said in May 2018. He says, uh, did you know people from the government, from NASA, research from so many of them? They have said in their research, the safest place to live in troubled times is right here. Now, uh, Morningside is the name of Baker's Christian broadcasting empire, as well as the Missouri residential community from which he broadcasts. But it's mostly made news in recent weeks because of its founder's legal woes. Various government agencies have accused Baker of promoting a fake COVID-19 miracle cure. So what does that have to do with this temple of survival? Well, according to interviews with people who have recently lived, worked, and spent time there, pretty much the same waking nightmare as everywhere else. Mixed efforts at social distancing, layoffs, and reported shortages of everyday supplies as COVID-19 ravages the country. So it looks like uh, Doomsday's preppers aren't quite as prepared as they thought they were. And it got me thinking, you know, if we had bunkers in our basements or in our backyards, you know, what would we put in there? What would we need to survive should something, you know, should the virus get worse? Should there be a nuclear war? Whatever it may be that we have to live in there for five to ten years. Ryan, anything that comes to mind in your head of, you know, what you would have to have in order to survive that long? Well, I was initially thinking maybe a couple of chickens, but now I'm like, how do you, how do you keep the smell down? (laughs) I didn't think that, yeah, they will be pooping every day. And if you're stuck in the bunker, maybe that's not, I mean, you would have fresh eggs on a daily basis. That's why I thought that, because that's just, you know, that's constant food i guess you would i guess stocking up on the canned goods yeah yeah bags of rice how long does a bag of rice last if it's stored in a cool dry place i would imagine quite a long time right you know it's and it's okay so 
I have a love-hate relationship with rice in that I can't make it for the life of me. Oh, really? I enjoy cooking, I enjoy yeah. baking, but rice and me just don't mix. Okay. So I would say five to ten years down in a bunker, I'd probably get pretty good at it. Yeah, for sure. But you'd get sick of rice really quick. Yeah, but it'll keep you alive, you know? Yeah. It'll keep you alive. You know, pickle. you got to get the pickled goods. Yep. Um, canned meats, spam. Canned, canned meats, for sure. Vienna canned, sausages. Maybe dried beans. There you go. Dried beans. Vienna sausages. Yeah, that was always in the emergency packs. I remember when we were growing up, there was always Vienna sausage in there no matter what. Mm-hmm. I had a little had a little phase All right. with the Viennas. Hey, they're good. They are. A little cocktail weenies. I'll put them in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and sustainable goods like uh um you know vegetables and you know they're easier more easy to sustain now than ever you know you've got hydroponics right uh you know as long as you've got a steady supply of clean water yep it's easy enough to uh to grow them if you've got a green thumb if you're like ryan you can just pray and hope that they survive you know the first couple weeks absolutely of, of being locked in but uh yeah i think if you could get a setup where you're growing food in your bunker, which you could do with grow lights, which you could use solar power technically, so you wouldn't yeah. have to be on the grid. You could be completely off grid. You could have a well that supplies all your water, you know, imagining that the water supply doesn't get tainted in some right, way. Right, right. Um, you might want to have a backup. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It all revolves around water. Right. You oh, yeah. You don't have water, you're mm, that's, SOL. That's what all living things have in common. Yep. Is the need for water. Yep. And hence the reason everybody rushed out and grabbed bottles of water from Costco when the whole, you know, coronavirus thing first started. Right. Um, you know, the toilet paper thing, I don't understand quite as much. I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. I think in either. a bunker, you'd eventually have to move to the three seashells. But, Definitely. Uh, that would be another thing I would have down there is three seashells. Right. The three seashells. <laughs> the, the, the question always begs, how do you clean the three seashells, though? Look, the first rule about the three seashells is you don't talk about the three seashells. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What about entertainment? You know, if if the world went to hell, I would assume that internet would be cut off, right. that, uh, you know, cable. Right. Um, you know, as long as you have electricity, um, you know, what sort of things would you have down there to entertain yourself? Well, you would need dice. You would need a deck of cards. Um, so many things you can do with just those two exactly. objects. Farkle. Farkle. I play this game called 10,000. It's one of my favorites. It's with six dice. Super fun. Um, even if you're alone, you can play solitaire. And yeah. I, I think uh, maybe brushing up on uh, different solitaire games before internet cuts out might be a good idea as well. <laughs> you know, because kn- I, I, I'm assuming maybe you're with somebody else. Hopefully. Hopefully. Ooh. Hopefully. Ooh. God, that would be sad if you were by yourself. Ooh. But, you know, maybe sad if you were with somebody else and, you know. And it's uh, Emma, the child who thinks her mom weighs a thousand pounds <laughs> and caters to her every need. Yeah, we're yeah. coming for you, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I would make. You know, my, my first raid would be to Costco to right. get as many supplies as possible. Yep. My second would be to the retro video game store. Okay. Picking up as many like old school retro video games that you don't have to be online for. Right. Just that's just to kill time, you know. So this is assuming you have electricity. Correct. Yeah. Or not internet, but electricity. Exactly. So that yeah, it would be smart to build a solar system or some sort of. I've heard of people even using water pressure if they have a like a 
a water supply that has high pressure, maybe it's on a hill, utilizing that and hydroelectricity. I've mm-hmm. heard of people powering their properties with that as well. Yeah. You so know, just being off the grid. Wind power. Right. You know, there's, there's ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're without power or water, you're just screwed. But, yeah. you know, if you've got it and you've got video games video games and 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 the right food movies yeah, you can last a while you, you know? can get that uh vhs tape of flight of the navigator right get a vcr down there yeah yep dvds blu-rays i mean let's say th- you have a child you could raise them like it's the 80s right <laughs> wasn't there a, a brendan fraser <laughs> movie just thinking that yeah with alicia silverstone and uh I think he was the one who came out of the bunker out of the 50s. Right. And it was the 90s or something like yeah, that? How, yeah. I mean, how did that work? Was he born in the bunker and raised like it was the 50s that whole time? I want to say that was the case, And yeah. so he was like, <laughs> leave it to Beaver. Good old boy. She whiz. <laughs> Golly gosh, gee. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's something that you definitely think about. And, you know, we try to make light of some of the serious stuff right. that's uh, going on around you know, right now, but uh, ultimately, it, it it's something you have to consider. It's I think it's good to be prepared. I'm highly underprepared. <laughs> highly, <laughs> I have about a five day supply of food, and then it's pandemonium. Then I'm going to my friend's house who's been prepping for years. There you go, coming for you, Norm. <laughs> now you just called him out. Everybody's going to go see Norm. Uh, I got a lot of Nor- friends na- named Norm. <laughs> It's a norm old name. It's so common. It's super common. I'm not going to say. A little late on the dial, but. uh, That's a, as long as it comes. (laughs) But folks, yeah, definitely give some thought to, uh, you know, how you would treat something a little more serious than what we're going through right now and uh, keep yourself entertained, keep yourself fed. And, uh, you know, ultimately it's, it's all about survival. Yeah, that's it. I mean. Rice and beans and video games, guys. I think that'll pull you through. Yep. And, uh, you know, God help Emma's parents. Yeah. <laughs> and prison workouts, you know. You, prison you, workouts. Yeah, you got to learn how to stay fit in a small confined my dad, space. My dad, he knows uh, prison workouts. Not that he's been to prison, but he's in during quarantine. My dad loves to go to the gym. So he's like, yeah, I'm doing all, I'm working out with chairs and, uh, you know, free weights, just body weight. Skins, <laughs> I've been loving it, man. So swole. Oh, he's he's swole. Right on. He's stoked to be hearing this right now too. I bet he's listening. <laughs> yeah, my dad's yoked. <laughs> awesome, folks. Stick with us. We're headed into the last segment. We're going to be talking this day in history with Ryan as soon as we come back. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, I'm sad to say that we have reached the end of the Christian Phoenix radio show for this Monday, May 11th. But we still got a little more for you. You know, we got uh, about 11 minutes to uh, keep you entertained. Now, if you did miss a portion of the show or need to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast links, find the Christian Phoenix radio show, and you can get uh, the video there, you can get the podcast there, or you can get podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts. 
uh, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, um, CastBox, Overcast. There's a lot of them. Yeah. 16, 17 different ones. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. You can't not get us. You can't escape us. Exactly. Uh, While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, share. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends about us. But uh, in any case, as we do with each and every day at the final segment of the show, Ryan is here in studio with This Day in History. It's I, so good to be here in the studio today, man. It really, the, the time just flew by. It's a different vibe from sitting it's in your house. It's a different vibe. Yeah. I got some coffee. There was no sweetener, but I'm, we're going to step that up. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm going to bring the sweetener next time. <laughs> Both figuratively and literally. Yes. 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 I do. I do bring a, the sweet, as uh, my grandfather told me to. <laughs> he said, Ryan, bring the sweet wherever you go. And I've done so. Such a wise, wise He's, man. He really, he really can. He had something to say about everything that I talk about somehow yeah. beforehand, <laughs> not the other way around. All right. Let's get into it. Another installment of This Day in History. With yours truly, your co-host, Ryan Wink. Now, on this day in 1858, Minnesota... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A native Dakota word meaning clear blue water was admitted as the 32nd U.S. state, calling itself the land of 10,000 lakes and being among the best educated and wealthiest in the nation. That was in 1858. Now, I lived in minnesota oh, for a couple years during middle school wow moved from southern california right. to minnesota talking okay. about culture shock yeah yeah and weather shock you weather know. shock for sure we're used to being southern california kids oh, yeah. wearing shorts every day and you know hoodies and pull yep well in minnesota it gets down to uh i think the coldest with wind chill was about 70 below 70 below yep 70 yep. below below yeah that's see i had a similar upbringing too i was from southern california then i moved to carson carson city and then to alaska Oof. so same yeah you know going to school it's 40 below out right. you think you're cool with jeans and a pullover hoodie meanwhile freezing your ass off it gets frustratingly cold like it's so it's you get angry yeah it's it's just yeah it's it's unnatural <laughs> and being that it is the land of 10,000 lakes we actually lived on a lake which was a lot of fun during the winter yeah oh yeah we we lived in uh i mean there was a bunch of lakes just in the town we lived in rivers and uh, yeah we did a lot of fishing and four-wheeling snowmobiling jet skiing you know the whole the, the good whole old days the good old days <laughs> But have you seen, speaking of Minnesota, have you seen that one commercial? I think it was maybe a Super Bowl commercial. It was for a car. And they had the guy, he was, he was a white dude, and he, he was in a meeting, and he, he totally had a, the Jamaican accent. And he's <laughs> like, you know what this room needs? A smile. And they're like, Jim, aren't you from Minnesota? He's like, yeah, man. The land of tin toes on lakes. <laughs> And and apparently, I, I spent a couple weeks in Jamaica at one point, and they were like, yeah, that guy came here. He was, like, received as a hero. They, like, okay. loved that commercial over there. That's awesome. And he, I mean, he nailed it. Yeah, you know what this room needs? A smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. On this day in 1910, the U.S. Congress established Glacier National Park in Montana. Now, have you ever seen a glacier in real life? I have not. 
they are a sight to be held or to behold. It's it, it is whatever tense you want to use. Exactly, whatever tense you want to use. It is it's intense. The power and watching them break off at the bottom. To living in Alaska, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to to see a few glaciers up close. I mean, as close as one would want to get. But right, man, it's. It's a thing of beauty and power and just raw force. Oh, I can imagine. Just yeah. you know, Mother Nature at its scariest yeah. to some degree. Oh, yeah. I Have you ever seen that video where there's like a big sheet of, of ice breaks off from a glacier and there's, there's boats that are pretty close and right. starts creating these giant waves? Giant waves. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Things with water like that, it's, it's scary. Like that, that scene in uh, Star Wars where the water... You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, hell no. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> Had some scary times in the ocean. Deserves a lot of respect. All right. Let's see. Wow, this is interesting. Um, I didn't realize it was this big. In 1934, the US, USA dust storm. A huge dust storm is spotted moving from the Midwest. The dust storm was 1,500 miles long. Wow. 900 miles across and two miles high, covering almost one-third of the country. Farmers lost large amounts of topsoil during just a few years. The phenomenon was known as the Dust Bowl during the 1930s. The combination of large areas of landing becoming of land becoming dust bowls, making food production bad and the depression caused by the 29 crash, all contributed to the time in history known as the Great Depression. 15, I got a bad feeling about this. 1,500 miles long. Well, it's funny. You always hear about the Dust Bowl being associated with right. the Great Depression. But when you put it in that perspective... I didn't know that. That's terrifying. Did you know that? I did not know that. 900 miles across? I've been to Murdy, Burning Man a few times. And, we get, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought those dust storms were big. Right. That's like... Uh, what was the movies with The Rock, The uh, Scorpion the, King? Right, right, The Mummy movies. The, mu- the Mummy movies, Talking that's Brendan it. Brendan Fraser, yeah. But those even had nothing on this. Right, right. I mean, I think the only thing scary would be a giant mummy face coming out of the... Yeah, uh, that, would, that would up the ante a little bit, but gosh, that's so crazy. 1,500 miles long. You know how long... You know how... Let's see, that's like a... How, how long would it take you to drive 1,500 miles? 1,500 miles is basically from here to Missouri? Ohio. Ohio? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's huge. Wow. All right. Let's, uh, let's uh, move on. Brush the, brush the dust off my shoulder. Th- there's your daily oh. dose of, you know what? Things could be worse. Yeah, absolutely. They could always be worse. You could be stuck in a bunker with Emma. <laughs> All right. In 1927, on this day, May 11th, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences was founded with the goal of advancing the arts and sciences of movies by funding student scholarships, maintaining film libraries, and celebrating its annual Oscar awards. So this was the uh, the day in history that the um, organ known as the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences was founded. And the Oscars, we all know the Oscars. Yeah, well, you know, the Oscars aren't quite what they used to be, you know. They used to be True. fun and entertaining. True. Now they're just seven and a half hours of, uh, you know, in memoriams. and Right. Uh, Award shows in general, for me, I'm just, I, I don't know. No. It doesn't really do it. No, bring it's back about, the fun. It's a lot of ego stroking. Right. 
And, you know, there's enough of that happening. Yeah, yeah. For a lot of people who uh, spend their lives playing pretend. Yes, yes. There's There goes every movie star interview we're ever going to get on this show. <laughs> No, you know, I think I think we've got some. Cele- I mean, we got Morgan Freeman last week. We do. We so do. Yeah. I think I think there's some. That was a nice little surprise. Yeah, I think it was yeah. super cool of him to stop by. Yeah, I think there's a few more we can get to I, uh, to join. To join, and I thought he was super entertaining. He was. He was great. How can he not be? He's God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Morgan, we love you. Thanks for stopping by. All right, let's move on on to on this day in 1978, the rock group. Queen wrapped up their 46-date News of the World tour, playing the first of three sold-out nights at Wembley Arena in London. Are you a Queen fan? I am. I I love Queen. Queen is great, you know, and uh, a lot of people sort of take their music for granted. Yeah. It's it's epic. It's It's, epic. You know, and Brian May is an astrophysicist. I mean, that tells you... Is that... The brains. That's that actually he has. true. That is absolutely true. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were just using that as an adjective. No. I was like, that's a great adjective for a musician. That man is an astrophysicist <laughs> on the guitar and in real life. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, obviously, you know, we lost Fet Freddie Mercury, right. who was an amazing one of the vocalist. best voices of. Yeah. I mean, all time. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a, a once-in-a-lifetime band that yep. it can't be rec- recreated. Now, they are still touring with uh, Adam Lambert. and uh, How is that? You know, I've seen a, a couple clips, and, and he does a, a perfectly serviceable job. Yeah. But y- you can't recreate that magic without Freddie. Right. But probably still worth it to go check out. Oh, totally. Out. I, yeah. would. I would. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's see. What, how yeah, we got time for one more. All right. Well, I, you know, this isn't exactly happy, but actually, it's it is good news in a way. And I've been watching this show, Hunters, okay, on uh, Amazon. So this story kind of ties into that. The butcher of Lyon, former Nazi Gestapo chief, charged with war crimes on this day in 1987. Klaus Barbie, the former Nazi Gestapo chief of German-occupied Lyon, France, goes on trial in Lyon for more. Uh, more than four decades after the end of World War II, he was charged with 177 crimes against humanity. Wow. And I believe they found him in um, Bolivia under a different name, and he was working for the U.S. as an agent. There's His story runs deep. Boy, talk about movie rights. That's one worth going after. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, folks, that does it for this day in history. It does it for this day's episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have more fun, more laughs, and uh, just more of us. Yeah. Come on, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a good day, everybody.